This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 360 Aussie Mac Zone. Zahn, how are you? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Fantastic too. Had a great day out yesterday with the car club. Yeah, just, just sat, sat in the sun and uh, a a little museum up in West Gosford. Yep. Uh, and um, actually, one part of the museum. Yeah. Like I was reading an old, like a nineteen sixty-five, sixty-two, sixty-five newspaper article where there were some guys camped on people camped on the edge of the. Like, not the beach, but um, like a park near the beach, and it got washed away. Like big storm during the night, got washed away. One guy drowned from his car. Like Whoa. amazing. Caravans got washed into the, you know, fell off the side of the not side of the cliff, but you know, might be ten, ten or twelve feet high. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Like <laughs> stunning how much got washed away. But anyway. All these things you learn when you go and have a look around. Um, so our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. Japan just solved Traveller's AirPod problem. Sorry. <laughs> Forbes reports the Japanese love oh, their what AirPods. Do you think it was? It was I had to move a chair, I swear. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, the Japanese love their airports almost as much as they love their clean, punctual trains. But that mm. combination has proven to be a really big problem for the country's rail companies. Just over the three months between July and September, train passengers dropped over 950 pairs of airports onto the tracks of 78 rail stations in the Tokyo area. AirPods made up a quarter of all dropped items, according to East Japan Railway Company, better known as JR East. Apple's tiny wireless earphones often slip out as passengers get on and off trains. In the past, JR East workers had to use a a pincer-like grabber tool to retrieve the AirPods, a particularly tedious task since the tiny gadgets often end up stuck among pieces of gravel. Now the rail company has partnered with Panasonic to develop a special vacuum cleaner with a magic hand specifically to retrieve AirPods and other earbuds that fall on train tracks, reports the Japan Times. Early tests at Tokyo's Ikibuku Career Station show that the Panasonic vacuum can collect tiny earphones much faster than the mechanical grabber tool which work better on larger items like smartphones or handbags. So there you go, just something different. I reckon. Uh, <laughs> and you're right, the, the trains are so punctual and so clean. I've just landed on my table and my old camera's jumped. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're very lucky because in Sydney we don't know what that's like. Clean oh. or punctual train, trains. I, I've, I've never had a problem. Realistically, yeah, but you realistically don't use them as transport on a regular basis either. Not, not anymore. Not at the moment. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so I used them for near on two decades, 
yeah. as uh, transport to and from work. And they're, they're, look, they're, they're, the trains are comfortable if you can get a seat at the right time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what about, like, They've got seventy-eight rail stations in the Tokyo area. I wouldn't have thought yeah. we had. I wouldn't have thought we had fifty stations in the Sydney area. <laughs> so interesting. Hang on. No. Like to to Sydney alone, I don't think there's twenty. So. Oh, yeah, there'd be at least 20 stations in the Sydney metro area. From Penrith to Central? No, I'm, I'm called Penrith, Hornsby, Wollongong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I just meant there wouldn't even be yeah 20 from Penrith to Central. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Be close. Be close. Yeah, yeah, maybe. From here to Blacktown, there's what? Dunside, uh, Rudy Hill, Mount Druitt, St. Mary's, Warrington, Kingswood. Yeah. And then from Blacktown, it goes Seven Hills, Westmead, Parramatta, Granville, Auburn, Lidcombe, oh, Stratford. You missed Toongabby. No, Toongabby, sorry. Yeah, Toongabby, yeah. Wentworthville. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Par Parramatta, Harris Park, Granville, Clyde, Auburn. Yeah. Uh, North Strathfield. Nah, what's that one? Uh, is that? And then you got Strathfield, Ashfield. Yeah, Ashfield, Burwood. Oh, yeah, Burwood, Ashfield, Summerhill. Yeah, oh, sorry, Hill. Ashfield, Burwood, Summerhill. You've also got. Um... Homebush, yeah. um, and um, the market station, Flemington. Yeah. Flemington, yeah. So I don't think there's a station anymore. I'm not sure. And they got little ones like um, Clyde, yeah, and, and as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right. Might be twenty. Yeah, <laughs> but there's definitely not seventy-eight in the Sydney metropolitan area. No. Uh, even with the new ones, there wouldn't be that many. <laughs> no. Who have we got live here? Oh, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. How you doing? Nigel's a friend of mine. I've known Nigel since I was probably about 12 years old. Yeah? Yeah. Great guy. Excellent. What a time frame. Wish I'd seen him more. <laughs> He's just had twins, actually. So congratulations, Nigel. Sorry, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell. Um, <laughs> I say that with love, of course. <laughs> so, next story. Go yes. for it. Yes. Excellent. So, we have FDA clears Apple Watch app that helps treat PTSD-related nightmares. Yeah. Gadget reports uh, your Apple Watch might... Uh, might be the key to addressing nightmares related to sleep issues. The FDA has approved the sale of the Nightwear and Apple Watch app with a corresponding iPhone element that helps treat nightmares 
stemming from disorders like post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, the system uses smartwatch motion and heart rate data to detect when you're having a nightmare and will vibrate the watch in response, arousing but not waking you to interrupt bad dreams and maintain sleep. Nightwear is, uh, is prescription only and it, it, oh, blah, blah. and it's, how do I say that? Ep yeah, ep ep I've just got to go back to it. Um, I know I had trouble when I was reading that too. Yeah, uh, a pony, a ponymous, eponymous company yeah. stressed that this wasn't a standalone treatment. It's part of a larger strategy. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, my dog is like going crazy, wagging his tail at me and wanting to say <laughs> hi. Um, sorry, a, a larger strategy that includes uh, meditation. It also warns against trying the Apple Watch therapy if you act out during sleep. Yeah. That's uh, probably a good idea too. If you're uh, throwing punches and getting up and walking around, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee the app will work, although the FDA said that a study showed better sleep quality with nightwear in, uh, involved than in a controlled group. It's considered low risk, however, and might play a useful role in existing treatments. Uh, when, sorry, existing treatments aren't enough. It also hints at a future where smartwatches not only track sleep, but regularly shape the quality of your rest more. Show notes, you know the drill. We've got it there. Check it out. Um, this is really cool stuff. Yes. If it's yeah. actually there with all the prevention and, and everything like that that you're doing, you know, you're doing your counselling, you're doing everything you can to, you know, cope with your PTSD, then, you know, another, another, another strategy... Yeah, that's right. Another strategy is not going to hurt. You know what I mean? For all of us, me included, that suffer from anxiety, you know, we know we, we've tried hundreds of strategies to just be able to, to function sometimes. And so this is another little strategy that just helps you function that little bit better. Yeah. I say awesome. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. Yeah. Um. So the Apple iPhone 12 just gained a sensational new feature. Now, Forbes again, the latest iPhone software release, iOS 14.2, has just landed. Mm. Some of the updates include the, a release pertaining to specific iPhones, iPhones only, and one of them is a brilliant new feature that applies to two handsets, the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max, which isn't even available until right. Friday. It also works on the latest iPad Pro models, providing they are running iPad OS 14.2. It's called People Detection, and it's the reason it's so choosy about which devices it will work on is down to a piece of hardware which isn't on every iPhone or iPad. The latest Pro models have the LiDAR scanner. <laughs> LiDAR. Yeah. This scanner is designed to improve photographic results because it speeds up autofocus, for instance, and which can be used in augmented reality apps and games. 
The new feature is especially important for the visually impaired. It tells you when people are nearby and how far away they are. Obviously, the LiDAR scanner doesn't know what's a person and what's not, but machine learning gets involved, so the magnifier app reacts appropriately. At a time when social distancing is so crucial, when someone mm. less than six feet away from you could potentially be impactful, the feature is very helpful. It spots how far away people are and has several ways it can react when it senses someone is there. It can speak the distance for you to the person in feet or metres. It can also emit a tone which changes in pitch if someone gets closer, like sort of a you know iPhone-based sonar. Additionally, there's an option for haptic feedback to alert the user, as well as a visual readout on the screen with a thick dotted line running directly to the other person with the distance listed below. Note that it's people detection, not cat detection, dog detection, <laughs> or lamppost detection, for instance. Well, they're all much less likely to give us COVID-19 anyway. That's right. So, yes, yeah, some more notes there. Yeah. Now... Uh, gaming. gaming south of circle yes so south, south of the sorry south, south, of, south the of the circle sorry that's my type yes. i apologize uh yeah <laughs> uh this game is absolutely stunning yeah thank you <coughs> so this game is absolutely stunning i i just want to make that very clear visually it's it's special like I, I love it but gameplay seems forced and at some point it feels like you weren't even playing at all you were just watching i was looking forward to this game so i so i was somewhat disappointed um i thought say the last couple of games i've played have been really upsetting um <laughs> they have had amazing uh release date you know and and trailers and i really really wanted to um get into them and play them especially this like south of a circle it just seemed so amazing and i couldn't wait uh but i had to obviously <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying that I, I waited and waited and and got there and so so at some point because you're meant to be sort of navigating and you're not really it's it sort of does it for you and i think gameplay could be a little bit more handed over to the player so you feel like you're a part of that that what's happening it wasn't it wasn't listed for younger player like no didn't didn't have like you know no no, no this isn't no no it's it's yeah and so i gave it 2.5 apples um, and wow. that was just for, that's just for the visual beauty because it was <laughs> lovely. That was the only redeeming feature. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I yeah I had a real hard time sort of yeah, getting into it, um, which is a shame. Again, I'm only doing this at one device at a time. Yeah. I, I'm not sitting down and doing it um, on multiple devices anymore, uh, just because I've got three kids. Job. <laughs> So my gaming time is very limited these days. I try my best. Um, I will I will give it again. I will give it another try. But I don't see it changing because there was no glitchiness. Yeah. Uh, there was no 
a stop start. There was no anything like this. It, it was I might just, have to give it a go on the Apple TV. Yeah, and so it was how the game was sort of played. Mm-hmm. And so I feel it's not going to change. But, again, I could be wrong. We'll have a look. Yeah. Yep. Gaming 2. Gaming 2. Google Stadia may soon officially support Safari on iOS 14. Since its launch nearly a year ago, Stadia has only officially been available on Android Web and Chromecast. It appears Stadia may soon pick up iPhone and iPad, its first additional platforms with new code pointing to official support, to officially um, support for, oh, sorry, official support for Safari on iOS 14. Considering Stadia has an official web app, it may seem surprising that iOS has not been supported uh, that way. This was actually because when Stadia first launched, the version of Safari that was bundled with iOS 13 didn't have the necessary web features to run Stadia well. Oh, hey, Pay lazy. Sorry. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, with iOS 14, that's changed. As alternative browsers still based on WebKit, like Safari, uh, like Stadium, have, uh, like Stadium, have a pro- uh, blah, 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 have proven the main thing those apps still have to do. However, it changed the user agent. That way, a browser identifies itself to websites to disguise itself as a desktop version of Google Chrome. This step is necessary because Stadia's web app currently only officially supports Google Chrome on Windows, Mac OS, Chrome OS, and Linux. There's more in the notes. Okay. So I'm interested in in this. We had the picture up just before. Can you throw that up again? Uh, Yeah, give me a tick. Yep. back into there and then go back into there yep awesome so stadia is the same sort of thing as apple arcade am i correct um yeah i think so but on the google side of things yeah yeah but on the google side of things yeah so that'd be interesting to get and it also it'd be silly for them not to do it considering that they're uh trying to sort of you know, be a, a platform for gaming. I know that uh, Microsoft and um, Sony don't have a lot of uh, cross-platform gaming, but um, but even Sony Sony's going to be on the on your phone, isn't it? Yeah, but they're going to have to soon merge because gamers are getting sick and tired of it too. Yeah. So, pardon me. Um, if they don't start to soon be able to cross-platform play, one of them is going to end up losing business, I guess. Because at the moment, I still can't play certain uh, games with my cousins and stuff like that. There are some of the um, Call you of Duty you games. You've just got to buy every single platform that ever has been. <laughs> Well, that's right. You'd have to buy a PlayStation, and you know, an Xbox, 
you know, whatever it is on. Windows computer. Yeah, you'd have to do all that just to get those things. Well, Xbox and Windows computers are now one. So you can play anything on your Xbox that you own digitally on your uh, Microsoft uh, Access uh, computer. Mm -hmm. So if you are a PC gamer, but you still want to be able to play games with your mates that are on Xbox and things like that, you can do that via the Xbox app on your uh, laptop or uh, PC Okay. So, um, but yes, cross cross platform. Call of Duty does it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I can play with cousins that either have Xbox or PlayStation, and we can do it that way. Uh, but not many others do. If Rockstar did it, they'd honestly be killing the market. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, entertainment. Entertainment. Okay. So. Apple TV orders Platonic, starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Apple TV Plus will expand its award-winning offering of comedy series with Platonic, a new star, a new series starring Emmy and Golden Globe nominees Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, and co-written by Nikki St- Nick Stoller and Francesca yeah. Del Banco. The series will be produced for Apple by Sony Pictures Television. The series reunites Byrne and Rogan with director yeah. Nick Stoller following their collaboration of Neighbours films. Yeah. Platonic is a 10-episode half-hour comedy which explores the inner workings of platonic friendship. A pair of former best friends who met in their youth, played by Byrne and Rogan, uh, reconnect as adults and try to mend the rift that led to their falling out. As their friendship becomes more consuming, it destabilizes their lives and causes them to reevaluate their choices. And then these, these two, these two are great together. Uh, the neighbor, uh, the neighbor movies are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, um, just, just, <laughs> just they're, yeah, they're, they're just out of control. Uh, I love that. Wacky, you know, Seth Rogen, almost slapstick, you know, uh, comedy. It's uh, it's very good. (laughs) Excellent. Apple TV Plus orders new series of High Desert, starring and starring and executive produced by Academy Award-winning Patricia Arquette and directed and executive produced by Ben Stiller. Apple has announced a series order of High Desert, a new uh, comedic half-hour series to be produced by Apple Studios that will star Academy Academy Golden Globe and Emmy Award-winning Patricia Arquette, who will also executive produce. The project reunites Arquette with uh, DGA Award-winning winner Ben Stiller, who will direct the first episode and executive produce through Red Hour Films, alongside Nikki Weinstock, Molly Madden, and Tom Lassley, executive producers on behalf of Three Arts Entertainment. High Desert follows Peggy, is Arquette, a former addict who decides to make a new start after the death of her beloved mother with whom she lived in the small desert town of Yucca, uh, Yucca Valley, California, uh, makes a life-changing decision to become a private investigator. <laughs> Sounds fantastic already. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the series is created and written by Nancy Fitchman, Nurse Jackie, Damages, Katie Ford, Miss Congeniality, and Jennifer Hope, Grace and Frankie, Nurse Jackie, Damages, who will yep. also serve as executive producer. These are some great shows too. Uh, Nurse Jackie, Grace and Frankie. Uh, I know both of those. I haven't seen Damages, but the other two are fantastic. Miss Congeniality is also very funny. Yeah. Um, Hi, Desert Marks. Apple's second partnership with Arquette and Stella following the series Order of Severance, an up-and-coming workplace thriller starring and executive produced by Arquette and Adam Scott and directed and executive produced by Stella. Arquette and Stella both received Emmy Award nominations, yada, 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 for their multi-award winning collaborations. Um, critically acclaimed, hit limited series, Escape, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, now, it's now just kissing their butts um, <laughs> because they are amazing at what they do, both Stella and Arquette. Um, and I, I love, <laughs> Yeah, and then the writers. I love both yeah. these guys too. They're excellent actors and they're both uh, around rights. Um, ben still has done some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen on uh, big screen or television, <laughs> that matter. So, yeah, looking forward yeah. to seeing that. It sounds really good, especially you know, small town, exotic, yes, private eye. Now, <laughs> it like, becomes it, a private eye. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just you know, where, where's it going to stop? That sounds great. Yeah. yeah, we've got lots of things to look forward to. Yep, things here that are in the new OSs. Yep. So you no longer have to give apps your exact location. CNET tells us up until iOS 14, when you approved an app's location request, you were allowing it to see exactly where you were. But most apps will work just fine with your general location. Location requests from websites in Safari are a prime example. Usually it's some sort of retail business that makes the request so it can find stores near you. Instead of giving the site your address, providing it with your approximate whereabouts will still make possible to find nearby stores but not giving up your private info the toggle in the new location uh, sorry the toggle in the new location request prompt this supple but it makes a big difference in the top left corner of the map overview is a button that has the label precise on Tap it to switch it off and you'll immediately see the map zoom out representing the general area at your current location. That area is what the particular app will have access to. If you change your mind about the setting at some point in the future, you can go into settings on your iPhone, privacy, location service, and then select the app you want to adjust whether or not they have access to precise or not precise location which makes awesome. it really good these days, yeah? Yes. What's next? Um, bah, 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 bah. So don't forget, when you're stuck indoors, stand up. Do Go for a little walk around. Don't forget that as well. Very important life. for your health. <laughs> <laughs> How to? Home kit weekly? Yeah, so this one is interesting. Yep. So there's a show, uh, Home Kit Weekly, how HomeKit kept my car from getting stolen, why I'm now even more excited for AirTags. So 9 to 5 re reports, 
<laughs> pardon me. So the guy, he got quite the home kit set up at this point as I have about 50 devices on my Wi-Fi network at any given time. A few weeks ago, I woke up on a Tuesday morning with motion alerts on my Eufy cameras. This alert is not uncommon as there is a neighbourhood cat that frequently walks around our porch at night. Little did I know that once I checked the alerts, my day would get a lot more complicated. Yeah, once I checked the Eufy app, I saw three what appears to be high school age kids opening my car door, being startled and then running away at 5am. I was pretty startled, so I immediately went to look for my keys. I have a Chipolo 01 tracker on my keys and it couldn't find them. The last it connected was 7.45 the previous night. And that was precisely the last time I was near my car, so I quickly realised I'd left the keys in the car by accident. Because my UFI cameras are tied into a home kit, they can activate other devices when they detect motion. From watching the videos, I gathered that they were rifling around in my car, they found my keys, and then my Hue floodlights were activated by the motion detected from the cameras, and they ran between my house and my neighbour's house. Once they realised no one was coming out, they darted off to the street towards the main road. I do not doubt that without these HomeKit automations, my car would have been stolen. Obviously, I immediately had my house locks rekeyed, took my truck down to Mountain View Nissan where, here in Chattanooga to purchase a new key fob as well as have my keyless entry system reprogrammed so my old keys would no longer work. You'd think the story would end there, but it didn't. The next morning... I walked out my backyard to take my dog out first thing in the morning and the Chipolo app reminded me, uh, alerted me that it had found my keys. I immediately launched the app and told it to ring my keys. I could hear them in the woods behind my house. They weren't there the previous night, so it's clear the same people came back. Uh, my house is in it's the first house in the neighbourhood, so I, I suspect they tried to unlock my truck from the main road to see if the keys would still work. And when they didn't, they tossed the keys, minus the US $300 key fob, into the woods as they were likely worried about being tracked somehow. I dug the keys out of the woods and attached them to my new key fob. So he got his house keys back, even though there might have been other things other than his house keys on there, of course. And I'm now even more excited about Apple's upcoming AirTags. One of the headline features is being able to put them into lost mode. They will also use all iOS devices as passive yeah. trackers for lost items to help locate them. While Tile and Chipolo have similar features, the large install base of iOS devices make it even more likely that my keys could have been tracked back to the people who broke into the car. While this situation wasn't fun and was costly, it is a great reminder of the benefits of being able to combine HomeKit devices together to create automations. Most of the time, these automations are fun, but this in this situation, I've no doubt they saved my car from being stolen. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's, there's a different story for you. Yeah. And um, it's amazing what happens. And I know... That, that's the thing that concerns me. That's why I can't wait myself for the Apple tags because I know my old car. Yeah, just right, gone. App, well, I've had one car stolen, 
which yeah. they obviously started without any keys because I've still got both sets of keys. But just the tag, like like the remote key switch, as I said a couple of weeks ago, it's like seven or eight hundred dollars for that yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what it costs for a Commodore. Even if it costs six hundred dollars for a Commodore, you know what I mean? Like, well, it makes it makes uh, a, a fifty I, or eighty dollar Apple tag look cheap. Yeah, it does, and. I'm in complete agreement with you because I drive Commodores and, yeah. I, and I do like them, you know, but I know they are um, highly sought after and highly stolen. Yep. And so to be able to, you know, sort of tag, even just my car, like have one in my in my car, yeah. you know, would, yep. would be amazing, you know. Yeah. And so, as soon as people walk past it with an iPhone, it'll go, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. There it is. So, yes, time will tell. Yes, yep. So, yeah. Apple's Home uh, Pod Mini sells out on day one. iPad Insight reports the Home Pod Mini really didn't grab me until I saw Apple's segment on it during the iPhone announcements. Before that, the name alone just made it sound like a smaller version of the overpriced, well, at least when it first went on sale originally, it was a bit overpriced. While the tech looks solid for a smaller device, it was only $99 US, of course, a uh, price tag that really got my attention. I, did, I didn't think it would be that um, reasonable, reasonably priced going in. Uh, let's face it, Apple really isn't known for value price. I think um, that mm, depends. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> look, <laughs> I think they are value for money because, yes, you can buy a cheap laptop for three hundred dollars, or you know, three hundred and fifty bucks for a little Chrome book or whatever yep. they're called. Yep. But it's not going to last you as long as a MacBook Air, is it? No. You know, like. You can have your MacBook Air for what five, six years, easily longer. <laughs> you know, if you you know, you're willing to sort of suffer through a little bit slower technology by then. But anyway, we won't go into that. Pricing uh, they were was set at ninety nine dollars US price. Really changed my perception of the product. It yeah. seems I'm not the only one either. While the various models of the iPhone 12 have eventually um, sold well. This year, the HomePod Mini sold out during pre-orders, with deliveries now pushed out as late as December 13th. Yeah. So it's a long, while it's, it's, it's a long way from now to December 13th. For... It is. It is. And so what's that? That's 130 bucks our way, is it? Yeah. 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 So for 130 bucks, I'd buy one without a doubt. Like, I wouldn't even question it. I'd buy one. You know, like, so... I've got the Apple. I've got two Apple TVs. We got Apple phones. You know, we got MacBook Airs. Like so, I would for that price, I would yeah. definitely purchase one. And we've got the the um, what's it called? It's not the two way. I've forgotten what's called now. It's where you can yeah. You know, um, when you've gone out instead of Kellyanne ringing you, she can just say, "I tell Zander buy some." Yeah. Buy some soap when he's down the sh down the shop. 
Yeah. It'll come through on your CarPlay in your car. Yeah. <clears throat> or you can say, just in CarPlay, I can say, I'm on my way home. I've got the pizza and everyone get yeah. ready, you know? Yeah. That's, a, that's my next purchase. So yeah. I want CarPlay and I want uh, the Mini for the house. Yeah. Just It's even just cool for the kids too, you know? <laughs> um, also, I, I listen to podcasts every day. Um, as well as making podcasts, I also listen to them. So, <laughs> yes. you know, it'd be great just to have next to the bedside table and say, you know, Siri, can you play this? And it, it just happens enough, you know, boom, awesome. Yep. So anyway, while it's possible that uh, production was a bit limited as the COVID pandemic has delayed and uh, restricted the availability of all kinds of electronics, this still sounds impressive to me. Yes, it absolutely. also seems that pre-orders outpaced what Apple expected for the Mini um, out of the gate. So hopefully that will motivate them to continue pushing improvements to Siri and the home automation capacity, oh, sorry, yeah, capabilities yeah. of this yeah. hardware. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, again, absolutely stoked. I would yeah, buy one next week if I could. <laughs> so, but clearly they're not available at the moment. <laughs> so, um, anything else? We've nearly got a wrap up. Uh, don't forget, Michael. Uh, Wednesday morning, five a.m. Morning, five a.m. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Australian Eastern Daylight Time for our, our next Apple presentation. Yep. Hopefully, we get some new Macs and um, something else. Our, our Air Tags or whatever. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, on it'll be on Apple News on Aussie, Aussie Max home page just after the end of the sh- you know might even be twenty minutes after the end of the show. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget show promotion. Show links each week on the show upload. The link being Oh AussieMaxzone.com.au AMZ Three sixty. Yep. There you will find the last six weeks of show notes. You can email us at Michael or Zahn at AussieMaxZone.com.au or just search AussieMaxZone on Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Overcast, whatever cast you decide to use. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you find us, you like us because we like you and everyone's happy. Yeah, don't forget Apple News, Aussie Max Zone. Thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners and watchers, the most important people out there. And over to Zahn for the sign-off. Excellent. Thank you so much, guys, once again, uh, for watching and tuning in. So remember, Apple Day keeps your Android away. See you later. See ya. <laughs>